Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever, a podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them, with your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Well, hey everyone. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. And who are you? (laughs) (laughs) My name's Alex Schmidt. I'm so glad to be here. I thought it was a show about great films, so I'm a little bit confused. Great films and the the noble people who like them. (laughs) Right. The saints, really. Yes. The uh, selfless heroes (laughs) who celebrate these films. (laughs) Um, Alex, what film have you brought today to defend? This, it's a film called Die Another Day, mm. and it is the one James Bond movie out of, I think, 24 or 5 of them that has a, ne- a less than positive IMDb rating. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's the lowest rated, yeah. Yeah, critically. Bad, yeah. Very bad audience rating. It's like a 40% maybe lower yeah, for audience. Yeah, which shows you how good James Bond movies are. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, like they, the floor, you know? Pretty good metric. It's the last Brosnan one. He did four, and this is the last one. Oh, it's the last one. That explains a bit. Best for last. Best for last. Well, there's this... (laughs) Why don't you give us a brief... I guess we can just start with with you giving us a brief uh, rundown of of the events of the film. Sure. So Bond is just being the best, and he rides some sick waves into North Korea, and then he he is captured uh, in the process of, like, trying to prevent... An incident that would, you know, create a new Korean War incident and then probably World War III. Uh, He's imprisoned in North Korea for a long time. Then it's assumed he gave up intel. And it becomes a long kind of difficult process of him being out of MI6, but then back in MI6. Then there's like a female bond. And there's a couple of North Koreans with various faces. And then it builds up to a big ice palace fight. And it's a great time. Various faces. <laughs> they are various. True. Yeah, there's a whole subplot involving yeah. Korean men changing themselves into Caucasian men. Yeah. <laughs> it's, was, and it's very maybe, strange. Maybe more than a subplot. Right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, it's like, maybe the whole movie. Right. It, <laughs> I yeah. like that. There's you, a lot in this movie. <laughs> I like that you mentioned there's a female Bond because I I would have really loved if they... I mean, the Daniel Craig ones are good, but when I was watching Holly Berry in this, I was like, well, just make her Bond. Like, because she was she's like more flexible and able to do things. And every time I saw Pierce Brosnan, it was like you, he is 10 years younger than John Cleese in this movie. Yeah. I think is that for real. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Oh yeah. He looks stunning. Mm. He looks, well, I mean, he looks old, but he does look pretty good for, for being 10 years younger than John Cleese. You shouldn't take that someone who's 50 (laughs) and make them do extreme sports. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little reminiscent (laughs) of a view to a kill. Where Roger yeah, Moore was just exactly. old as as time, and I think it's basically every Bond that was good had this period. Yeah, where they're where they're, where they're a, l- a little bit older, little yeah, and they're old, just still doing too it. old. Because I think and it's great. I think Daniel Craig is fifty now, and he's yeah, still right. like got he was, another movie left in him. Yeah. He was in his thirties when he started. Um, is that right? Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, like because okay. I didn't want to. I would. I didn't want to old shame Pierce Brosnan unless I, I was like looking all, at the other ones. They've all been they all middle aged. Yeah. That's um, fine. That's the character. And that's yeah. the character, which is fine. But it gets to a point where it's like, and I know they rip on, on him for this on James Bonding, but the noises Pierce Brosnan makes. <laughs> and go, yeah. <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt Gorley loves, a uh, shout out to James Bonding. Great show. Uh, Matt Gorley loves the hurt acting of Pierce Brosnan. And by loves it, I mean, he's very, very frustrated with it. And right. I think it's his <laughs> least favorite. Pierce Brosnan is my favorite Bond, maybe other than Connery. 
way into him. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and Connery's kind of George Washington. Like he he established it and made it happen. So yeah. that, that's a lot of his thing. But yeah. yeah, I get that. Like Brosnan's awesome. Brosnan was sort of. I mean, we had grown up watching the old Connery ones, but we never. It's a bummer. I've only seen the Roger Moore ones recently because my folks were like. Like, like, as if he was like a metal band or something. They were like, no Roger Moore in this house. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Like, my dad really hated the Roger Moore Bond movies. So he was like, <laughs> no, not under my roof. Um, so I only saw them recently. So you, you have like an Iron Maiden style Roger Moore yeah. poster <laughs> hidden in your room. Like. Sepultura <laughs> with Roger Moore. Um, but yeah, so like Brosnan was like the first. Well, I saw License to Kill in the theater. But like Brosnan was the first Bond that I really got to regularly see in the theater. So I, yeah, I, me too. I get yeah. having, and then, you know, Goldeneye was such like a huge thing because you had the movie and then you had the game. So it was like, this is yeah. a big deal. And so this is, that's all that, I'm glad you bring up Goldeneye because that's one of the unjust criticisms of this movie is basically that Goldeneye was too good. Like Goldeneye was so good right out of the gate. And then we had like this slight yeah. downward trajectory of Tomorrow Never Dies and World's Not Enough, with her, which are both amazing. Right. And then people were primed for like, if he keeps getting a little worse each movie, so I'm going to expect it to happen again. And it, it kind of did. But still good. Still yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like I have a lot of very just criticisms. <laughs> sure. I want to, let's dig into this. Let's dig into the opening. Let's really crack this nut open. Yeah, because the first time you see Bond, he's dressed like a zebra. Did you guys notice that? And also there's this weird thing that happens in that scene and in a couple of other scenes where it seems like Pierce Brosnan isn't there. Do you know what I mean? Like it, mm. it shows him like it'll be like an insert of him like standing up and it looks like he's clearly been like green screened in. Oh, I haven't noticed that. It, Maybe. It, it, it might just I don't have, have a good eye for that stuff. It might have just been the streaming version that I watched on Amazon. But there were a couple of shots like in this opening and then also when he swims into the yacht club and then some stuff with like the ice palace where it looked like he wasn't at the location. Hmm. I would believe it. I, yeah. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going on. This movie, is, first action sequence, they went with hover, hover. Uh, uh, I mean, that was craft pretty cool. Chase. Was it though? Kinda, because he was seen he, it before. Okay, yeah, that's true. Here's my thing. My issue with it is that I could really tell that these hovercrafts don't go fast. Yeah, and they were the movie was really trying to convince me that they go fast. Right, and like every shot, it was like, "No, nah, you're barely getting those hover hovercrafts going." Yeah, like, these are airboats, yeah. only three times uh, as large. Yeah, so <laughs> so and you're driving them across the ground. Yeah, like every wide shot of them, it was like they got them for like the two seconds they were going the fastest they could. Also, I feel like they would still set off the landmines. Yeah, I, I felt the same thing because <laughs> it's touching the ground. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, if you guys want to be pro wheels, you can just do that, and the rest of us over here in the future mm-hmm. are going to be in favor of hovering craft. You know, right? Look, man, I'm old school. My dad built wheels. His dad before him built wheels, <laughs> like all the way to caveman. Like, all the yeah. cavemen. We're a wheel just family. Wheel, wheel empire. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this movie a lot of points for its set pieces, though, including the hovercrafts. Because I feel yeah. like it really tried to make some interesting well, action set pieces. The ice palace, the car in the ice palace. It's not... The surfing, the CGI wave. Like, even um, <laughs> even like bad, bad CGI notwithstanding, you can... Like, none of it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, they, also, they go for it with every big yeah. set piece. None of it's lazy. It's yeah, not a lazy, lazy movie. Yeah. And I, I always admire a movie for trying 
Um, and it did like the ice palace car sequence had my full attention. Um, yeah, there's pretty, a, there was a lot of moments. That was pretty good. It, it's invisible car. That said, <laughs> I, I think a lot of the set pieces ended up being clunky. Well, um, it felt because it was like too exciting. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was too exciting. Um, I feel like there was this movie had too much Bond stuff in it. If that makes sense, like it it seemed like it's a hat on a hat, but then like like five or six hats tall. <laughs> like because okay, you have sounds like something I want to wear. You got the diamond <laughs> plot, and then you got the face changing plot, and yeah. you got like the half Caucasian Korean man with diamonds in his face for sure. Yeah, and then the villain has a robot suit. And then there's he also really Lady Bond who turns evil, who's also a master sword fighter. Yep. And then you have a satellite laser. <laughs> yeah, oh, Not yeah. the first one in the James Bond series. And you oh, have yeah, the yeah. ice palace, the invisible car, the rocket car. It just, it felt like... <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. It, yeah, it felt like it was like, okay, this is like three different Bond movies. <laughs> like you're, I feel it felt crowded in terms of... Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. When it, it's long, like I think another because I when I rewatched it this time, I did it in chunks, and it really improves the experience. Like I think watch it's, it's long, like yeah. uh, I believe 133 minutes, which Look, is a, a long movie, and so like too long for Bond. And I think I feel I feel like you could sit down with Final Cut Pro and remove like 10 minutes of the movie without uh, having a hard time of it. Yeah, at least. Yeah, it feels it feels long for Bond. Although I think some of the Craig ones have been hitting the two and a half hour mark. I'm not sure though. Yeah, and I don't love all those. Yeah, I haven't been. Yeah. I still haven't seen Spectre. Um, it's frustrating. I like Skyfall fine. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, didn't see Quantum of Solace. Frustrating. Right. Well, it was yeah. made during the writer's strike, so they didn't even have a script. Where yeah. would you place <laughs> Die Another Day with those movies? Within the Craig ones? Yeah. Um, it is It is below uh, Casino Royale and Skyfall and above the other two, I think. Oh, wow. I would actually agree with that. Wow, um, now yeah. I have to see Spectre. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, not by a lot, but it's right, right there. It's, it's got all the things. Because you, you're yeah. a big Bond fan, I've noticed. Yes. Uh, um, Why well, also, because also, like, speaking of Quantum of Solace, like you said, it was made during the writer's strike. They just, like, launched into making it mm-hmm. because they were like, well, we have a timetable, right? Yeah, we so, have, yeah, like, if, wherever the script is at. Yeah, Daniel Craig said he helped write some of it. Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> almost certainly did because yeah. he's not in the union, so... <laughs> It makes yep. sense. It's yeah. like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's actually your best option at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, other than paying writers, pay writers. Uh, but um, <laughs> so, so that's that's a common thing. And like this movie, I feel like they had trouble with uh, what era they were in because they like they they started production according to Wikipedia in January of two thousand two. And that's like that's like fresh off nine eleven. Oh, and yeah. like it was like, released in two thousand two. That's a fast. Yeah, yeah. Production. Yeah, they, they so also they like uh, these things of like maybe Pierce Brosnan isn't in a scene. Yeah, maybe. They're probably, probably they might have figured uh, out it's like we have to do some reshoots. We don't have the money to go back to this location. Yeah, yeah. So I feel, <laughs> Pierce I feel stand like... in front of this cloth. <laughs> <laughs> and Pierce is a pro. He did it. Yeah. Uh but I don't know, I feel like they were either halfway or most of the way through having the script and having everybody cast and all these like places in Iceland and everything picked out and then they were like Oh, the world thinks the world is different now because of this uh, terrorist attack. Uh, let's just make it anyway. I don't know. I, yeah, I thought they were gonna because when he when he escapes, well, they don't. They do the prisoner exchange. I want to talk about the prisoner thing real quick. Okay, he spends fourteen months. In <laughs> eighteen. Eight. Okay. Eighteen, 18 months in a nor- North Korean yeah. prison, mm-hmm. being tortured 
to uh, Madonna songs, and <laughs> the the opening credits are f- f- bananas. Yeah, in this the movie. lyrics to the opening, <laughs> the Madonna "Die Another Day" song. This, it's pretty much the words "Die Another Day." The song is three bad. Minutes. Yes, and the um, opening. There's kind some of sort of interference in it. Uh, yeah. It's like broken up. <laughs> yeah. It, and it like issues, like most Bond title sequences don't advance the story. It's just like, right. like this right. kind of like pageantry that they do. Um, but this one does. And it's right. weird. Yeah. And yeah, Skyfall does. It's sort of, a, it's sort of like predates it in a good way. Like they're really kind of testing that out, you know? Yeah. Oh, I didn't remember that in Skyfall. Yeah. Like it's the it thing like he gets shot time. and falls into water in Skyfall. And then it's sort of like kind of sort of i oh. guess it's not story story but it's like emphasizing what's just happened to him yeah know? yeah like we saw a lot of scorpions in that opening shot yeah so i was like in, in the title sequence so i was like yeah. is this movie gonna be like really heavy on the scorpions well if it was it would be great Who i guess doesn't this, love a scorpion <laughs> this was my thought is that 18 months of that and they release them the whole rest of the movie should really just be about him recovering from that experience <laughs> like he, like getting this heavy <laughs> post-traumatic stress and not being able to go near scorpions and like <laughs> like he just he just like goes to a hospital for like a couple days escapes the hospital hits on a nurse escapes, escapes the, hospi- the hospital by willing his heart to stop yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's that much of a patriot <laughs> it is crazy yeah <laughs> um like but in that sequence when he like wakes up in the bed and m tells him that the world's changed. I thought she was going to mention 9-11. No. Yeah. Because this is like right after. Right. It's um, like a dramatic international intrigue diplomacy thing yeah. with no reference to 9-11 right. well, <laughs> at this all. Is, this is an alternate <laughs> universe, right? The Bond universe at this point? Maybe. It's it's semi-alternate, yeah. Like I feel like either 9-11 didn't happen in the Bond universe or it happened, but just so much 9-11s happen in the Bond universe that... Right, like we have notice. 9-11s involving space lasers. Yeah. Three different times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then he just goes to a hotel and gets a shave and he's fine. He goes to the hotel, yeah. that's... It was just this, a hell of a thing for them to open with. Right, it's like... There's a lot of... In the opening of this movie, there's a lot of convenience, which... Is I mean you know that's fine in movies that's you you have to accept coincidence because otherwise there's no story, but like he just he jumps off he jumps out of the hospital swims across wherever and then ends up at the yacht club where his like BFF is just in the lobby and gives him the presidential suite with clothes and a passport and a bunch yeah. of money and stuff his but, old contact from Chinese intelligence right but it's so he can <laughs> film him fuck a lady. <laughs> for, the, for Chinese intelligence, yeah, that, that, from what I can tell, how, how that's compromising was unclear. He's yeah. known for having sex with right. Ladies. Like I, that uh, scene yeah. is that confusing was, to me because it's like although, he he comes yeah. in there and yells at him, and in the very next scene they're friends again. Like I was like, what? Like I'm pretty sure he was just gonna film him fuck a lady. Oh, like yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, it was, that was just, gonna be James Bond's P take. I actually yeah. I just thought of a uh, justification. So uh, there's a wider thing that I did not just think of, which is that this movie is like full of references to all the other James Bond movies and it's partly like Easter eggs and partly actual full plot lines and things. Yeah. Uh, and that's a classic like from Russia with love thing. Like in from Russia with love, they get, they get like compromat of him having sex with a Russian agent. And then the tape is something they have to like yeah. get their hands on Perfect. and he like throws it in a river. I, think. I wasn't even thinking of it as blackmail. I was just thinking he yeah. just wants to he just wants film that. him have sex. Because the, yeah, he sends the lady in for the massage. 
Right. But then she doesn't seem to be into it. He like starts grabbing at her, which I was like, Jesus, Bond. But it was to expose that she had a gun on her. So it was like, is she going to shoot him? But she didn't seem, I think she just had the gun on for just in case things go wrong. Right. Because he's yeah, like, because yeah, otherwise he was going to film her shooting Bond, um, <laughs> which didn't make sense. Well, she might have had yeah, the gun because yeah. he's like world famous assassin. Right. Yeah. James that's what Bond. I mean as a precaution. But yeah. then that means he was just filming his operative massaging Bond. Um, and right. was like. Chinese it intelligence have to wanted a snuff film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a Bond getting shot. Look, the internet was still in its infancy. It was <laughs> Right, they were hard to get. You had to you had to you had to take <laughs> I know take it where you could get it. It felt like one of those things where we weren't supposed to think too hard about it, but like yeah, it was I just really like so like I was very It was like the guy's right there, like in the yeah. lobby, like right behind him. With like a camera crew. Yeah. Yeah, there was like four of them. It was it was and then when he gets to Cuba, he he like for the first like half hour of this movie it's just like bond meeting very helpful people yeah like he goes to cuba and the guy's like what are you here for and he's like i'm here to kill this korean guy he's like oh perfect i don't like those guys either here's a gun you need a car here's some money like i get that the idea that bond has because the whole thing is they're just like Bond is basically goes rogue and like it's showing that he just has a lot of friends yeah it's so hardcore it's great yeah i wish that was clearer yeah, because it, it just seems like he's just walking into places, and they're just like, "Sure, we'll help you break international law." <laughs> I mean, I guess Cuba doesn't give much of a shit. But, yeah. Then um, he meets Halle Berry. And he meets Halle Berry, and they have uh, yeah. they have they have a back and forth about how Bond is a predator. Yeah, that was weird. Well, I think he was talking about. Well, no, he. I don't know. That's a weird scene. The seduction of Halle Berry is. It's Bond very unattractively smoking a cigar in a way that's meant to be suggestive, but it's really just creepy and weird and off-putting. He's giving it a real chomp. You know? Yeah. 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 And like... It's a man, like, man, um, uh, so manful he's not enjoying it, but right. I'm into it, you know? <laughs> really, really letting that smoke just crawl out of his fucking throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only the weak enjoy a cigar, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a weak it's getting decision. getting his eyes. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> If you're if you're enjoying a cigar while you listen to this, you're weak. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> also, you're cool. I don't know. <laughs> if, you're, if you're if you're James Bond wearing a linen shirt, you're super cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he starts talking about fucking owls. Like yeah. Orn- ornithology. So it's, that's that's good. I have a secret thing why that's good. So like, there's like, do you there's like a piece of Bond lore? Do you know where James Bond's name comes from? No. There was Ian Fleming, uh, so he had an estate in Jamaica that was called Goldeneye. Yeah. Uh, and then on his estate, while he was trying to like come up with the whole James Bond thing, he was like, I need a name for this spy, and I need something that is like such a plain name it would just kind of wash over you, because that would be like effective in espionage. And then he had a book called uh, Birds of the West Indies by an ornithologist named James Bond. Oh, that's, oh, that's wonderful. That's cool. So that's like, a, like the people who made this movie really really like james bond movies uh they were probably very sad when it came out right but uh, <laughs> uh but like they at least someone involved was like i'm gonna know every james bond thing like when he's with q there's gonna be a pile of the old gadgets yeah that was and cool. like i'm gonna oh, yeah, do jetpack. every plot line and villain thing from every movie all at once yeah and it's gonna be there's gonna be like five people who are kind of bond in the movie it's gonna be everything i know? definitely it was more believable pierce brosnan at that age that he was there to watch birds than be a secret agent. Right. 
<laughs> that's just their whole interaction. Like, yeah. well, enjoy. You're yeah. old. Like, I mean, yeah, sure. Enjoy your birds, man. Like, yeah, I don't want to look up how old Halle Berry was in this, but I imagine thirties probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I mean, I think that's by Hollywood standards not terrible. Well, they got and they got Halle Berry at like maximum fame and sex symbol right yeah. all at once. This she had like, like just done Monsters Ball. This was like the next movie, right? Yeah. And Swordfish was recent, and like this was like they they got her. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the cast is pretty stacked. Oh, they nailed it! What a yeah. movie! Um, Again, Rosamund really... Pike, who has since been nominated for an Oscar, yeah, is yeah. in this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- well, I, th- I think the spark of us doing this was like I came, I, I, I live with Dave, and I came downstairs, and he was watching the new Netflix Lost in Space thing, and yes. like the dad in it, I was oh, like, the oh, Toby yeah. Stevens, yeah, and he was like, what do you mean? And somehow I just like knew from his, even though he had a beard and he's way older and he's only in one movie I've ever seen, I was <laughs> like, oh, that's the guy from Die Another Day, <laughs> that's the bad guy yeah. from Die Another Day, and I think he's good in it, and that's when I knew Alex was special. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know too much about James Bond movies, Alex. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so they have weird, unappealing sex. Oh, I want to talk about the sex because of the Toby Stevens. <laughs> the, no, uh, yeah. the, moment, and the moment Halle and the Berry... robot from <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, people are really into people that. People really want to fuck that robot. Yeah, <laughs> it's all over the internet. Um, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're having weird sex and they're they're in it. They're like in the middle of it, and mm. then Halle Berry whips out a knife at him to like and like jokes scares him, and then takes a piece of fruit and cuts it. And all I'm thinking is, where did those two objects come from just now? Right? They like where did yeah. she? She just has them in her hand. Yeah, <laughs> she, it's like they it's apparate. Like, yeah, like, and then she crams yeah. a piece in her mouth and crams a piece in his mouth, and then immediately starts kissing him again. It's like, ew. <laughs> yeah, they love the taste of rind. <laughs> Can't get enough rind. Really great. Uh, uh, it's just mm. it's it's not one of the best sex scenes in Bond. No, well, it, I I find it fun because this movie it has like four or five people who are all James Bond sort of all at once, right? Uh, and two of them are these people, and so like he's so weird as a seduction person that yeah. like if the other person's also weird. It explains why all of their seduction scenes are real weird. Because they are every time. In That's true. Film. Yeah. yeah. I do like this version of James Bond where he just doesn't have any game. <laughs> yeah. And then he meets someone who's equally weird. He kind of never has game. It's sort of one of the weird things about the film. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think it's because times... they're all written by men who have no game. So yeah, like, yeah. this guy's cool. <laughs> no, he's not. He's accidentally blundering into sex well, half how, the time. How often does he get betrayed? <laughs> by the bond girl at least half the time yeah so that yeah, explains yeah, about, a little yeah. bit where about, it's, he's rolling the half, dice yeah. every time because well, yeah, there's usually two bond girls and one of them is treacherous that's right. usually kind of the, the balance so either one of, of them's time. treacherous or one of them dies oh right because it's that's not true. like in tomorrow never dies there's two that's but, true that's true yeah um and then in goldfinger actually in goldfinger they both die there's three there's three bond girls in goldfinger yeah sometimes there's a brief third you yeah. have the two third mm. you have the two sisters <laughs> who he gets both killed yeah. And then you have pussy galore. <laughs> yeah. So at least half the time, the women he's hitting on are just like, all right, jackass. <laughs> yeah. I am very... Because like, a lot of things that are wrong with this movie are wrong with a lot of other Bond movies. Right, So yeah. like, it's really... like I think at the time, we were all real mad, partly because we had to watch it in one unbroken chunk in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And like it's not as bad as we think. It's actually a lot of fun. I want to talk about when we first meet Toby Stevens as 
Gavin Graves? Is that Gustav? Gustav, Gustav Graves. Graves. Yeah. Okay. This is the bad guy. Yeah. They have a balls out sword fight. <laughs> yeah, they do. With Madonna watching. No um, one steps in. Yeah. yeah, it's like he's a billionaire. And like this is like a public like I mean it's a it's a private club, but it's a public space. And it's like old, there's like art and antiquity all over the place. They have a balls out sword fight for like ten minutes. It's yeah. like the final scene in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> yeah, they do. I was waiting five well, minutes in for someone to step in and be like, guys, right, like our nobody steps in. Our insurance can't come That's like if like Mark this. Zuckerberg started sword fighting with somebody and <laughs> yeah. none of his people stepped in. So I, uh, <laughs> like, w- watching this film uh, also for the first time with Amazon X-ray, found out that Madonna's character is just named Verity. And that's it. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, that sounds uh, about right. Yeah. And also, uh, I just noticed this for some reason. Like as they're doing that fight, which is as, exactly as crazy as you describe it. Uh, there's like one background ADR of some other person on the side, just going "steady on," like, so, like <laughs> which is amazing. The most British way really to try funny. to break up a fucking yeah, he doesn't, sword fight. He doesn't stop him. He's just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's great. Yeah. Oh, they cut an man. old man's newspaper in half. <laughs> Yeah, like, they're yeah. just swinging those blades at old men's faces. They cut an old portrait that's worth a lot of money. Right. Yeah. And presumably, it's uh, irreplaceable. Yeah. <laughs> I was chopping it right in half. <laughs> I did appreciate how afterwards they do address it, where she's like, okay, I got to go talk to the establishment and like try to <laughs> fix everything that you guys just broke. It's like, well, like, you should have intervened like seven minutes yeah, ago. The cops should have been called. Right. Yeah. Had they let it keep going on, Bond would have just stabbed him in the chest. One, they were they like, were. It's, you got to watch the killing because it's it's like a it's a crazy like brutal sword fight. Like they are trying yeah. to kill each other. Yeah, and the, it would have just been Bond in handcuffs being let out. <laughs> right. And why is also <laughs> like so the story is is the the lady Bond who if right now we don't know she's secretly an MI six agent. She's just like uh, it's Rosamund Pike is the bad guy's right, PR, right? Not Jinx, person. the Lady Bond, the British Lady Jinx Bond, is, British Lady Bond. Yeah. Who's, Jinx uh, is Frost, I think is her name. Miranda Frost, something like that. Jinx is NSA. She American works for NSA. Michael Madsen. She works for Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen's in, in the film. <laughs> he is. Surprise! He's in the film very I, early. I think I bumped the microphone in excitement. <laughs> <laughs> it's Feeling like a, it's like it's like a first five minutes reveal. It's like you hear him speaking. Like wait a minute, and then yeah. he's revealed on screen. You're like no, he's the like. Uh, I think Goldeneye with Joe jo Don Baker. Sort of, yeah. He felt like the Joe Don Baker to me in the yeah. sense that I was just like, oh, he's in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Joe yeah. Don, the funny thing about <laughs> Joe Don Baker is he's in Goldeneye. He was in the previous, no, not the exact previous, but two Bond movies ago, he was in uh, Living Daylights as the bad guy. Huh. <laughs> so they yeah. just don't care. Yeah. Okay. Like seven years ago, he had played the villain in the first Timothy Dalton one. And they're like, well, he can come back and be a different character. Nobody's going to remember that. And they didn't. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit. That's great. Um, <laughs> have we gotten to the VR glasses that don't matter? Yeah. That's what is that? Why is that? Like the training VR glasses? Yeah, that they, never it never comes into play. So except to have yeah. what's her name like masturbate while Money wearing Penny. them. Yeah, it gives us one fake out where it seems like Colin Salmon gets shot, and I was like, "What? Yeah, right." Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad you know his name. Yeah, <laughs> he's in all the Brosnan ones, isn't he? I think. Yeah, I think, and I think there's he was like briefly maybe considered to be a new Bond, like a first black Bond. Oh, oh exciting. Yeah, but it never happened because he's not famous mainly. I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he gets shot, and then and then Bond shoots through m much like keanu reeves and speed sure um <laughs> and then it's just like oh that was a training simulation mr bond like normally you yeah. don't shoot your boss 
which John is Cleese also like there. that's like kind of a reference to a few uh, other Bond, but like Man with the Golden Gun kind of has that, and From Russia with Love kind of has that. Hmm. It's never VR in the other right. ones. Like now we have tech, but there's like a few movies where either in the beginning or partway through, it seems like Bond dies, and then they pull a mask off him, and it right. was like villain oh, yeah. training. You know, <laughs> it's weird in this because it really didn't have anything to do with the yeah. main plot, and it was like yeah, the movie's running a little long, just. Cut yeah, those every, scenes. Every VR scene, the sword fight scene could all go and it would be fine. But also having seen the fun action, I don't mind. You know? Win-win. It's all great. Mm, 100% tr- positive. I'm just trying to slide that <laughs> VR in there because it's like normally when you introduce something like that, it kind of, like I was expecting Bond to then use the VR glasses in some way to like <laughs> put them on the, the villain. bad guy yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. And so but it's nope, literally money idea. penny at the end. <laughs> just masturbating. About Bond. Yeah. Going going what? to town on her. Who made that program? <laughs> right. The Bond fuck program. Presumably yeah, Q. Got... Or Bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Bond was like, put put one of me in there. Yeah, me just fucking. Yeah. Money oh. Penny knows like Python or whatever. She yeah. just coded it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe she did. Yeah, Not yeah. Money Python, the, the programming language. Right. Uh, we, we don't yeah. know what she's uh, what, what her qualifications are. <laughs> um yeah, it's one that that money pie thing is one of the least justifiable things in any Bond movie ever. It's pretty like, bad. Like even a lot of the things that are wrong with this are in other Bond movies, but not that. Also, the bad guy's secret, like he, like we're introduced, like the bad guy has like an Igor. <laughs> He, he, has a, he has a mad scientist. The blonde-haired guy? Yeah. He that, looked like Andy Serkis to me on this watch, and I was really confused, <laughs> but it wasn't Andy Serkis. No, it's not. It's it's not anybody I recognized. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we just meet this character like two-thirds of the way in the movie. and it's At like, the Ice Palace. Yeah, right? you meet him at the Ice Palace, and you meet him as he's introducing another element to this film, which is that the bad guy has a robot suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when yes. did that... Okay. <laughs> like... It's like, and it's not quite, it's like kind of a mech suit and kind of an electricity suit. It's everything. Right. Yeah. It, it looks like, it looks like it's laser tag armor with a <laughs> Nintendo power glove that he uses right. to control the satellite that can electrocute you if he hugs you. Right. Um, and this is on top of, he's faked his death and now has a fake face and new identity. He's dealing in conflict diamonds, which I feel like is never resolved. Um, they fuck on him at the end. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good use of. They fuck on, on the right. blood Jackson diamonds. Bond, yes, yeah, they yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. It's just sort of like they, for this being such a long movie, they only very, very briefly establish that part of the villain's scheme is he's taken conflict diamonds that the West will not trade in because that's bad, and he's like done a fake ruse where he pretended to discover them in Iceland. In Iceland, yeah. So then it's okay. Oh right, like it's a diamond laundering scheme. Right, the ice palace is like but supposed only, to be yeah. part of a mine. Yeah, Do but they f- spend are... almost no time letting you know that. I only know that because I've seen it like a lot. Right, it's a, <laughs> right. I feel like it's a like, single line. It's when they capture Jinx in the ice palace and they tie her to a table and they're going to use the lasers on. Yeah, her. yes. Like he says, "There's no this diamond. mine is yeah. this mine is fake, but these lasers are real." I'm like, "A why?" <laughs> Serious qu- yeah, and B that's the only that's the only time they explain that. It's just like we're going to yeah. drop Do- that line right in there. <laughs> And also somehow Graves is like a British citizen uh, just along right. the way. Right. Like it's he, weird. he doesn't become like an Icelandic citizen or something. Yeah. Do diamonds... I don't know why. <laughs> do diamonds show up in the ice? No. Okay. What do you mean show like up in the Like in general? Ice? Like the, the diamond mine was in like Iceland in this big 
by the ice palace it's like near the ice palace. okay okay yeah, so like, it's not it's not like right there no 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 but it's like nearby okay so he also yeah he also did like the equivalent of like if your if your town is in the the northern part of the world and has like a fair where somebody makes an ice like a little ice sculpture for a brief time he did like an entire ice sculpture building next to his corporate headquarters and diamond mine that are all in a very very remote part of iceland right like, even by icelandic standards there's nobody his, there you his, know? It, like his headquarters yeah. and and operation and also like his secret illegal laundering scheme he's like i'm right. gonna open an ice nightclub right next to it mm, yeah like, the introduction of the ice palace is one of the most ridiculous things i've ever <laughs> there's seen people people are just <laughs> driving their just cars driving up to yeah, it. across a field of ice yeah, these convertibles yeah. just like driving up to the ice palace yeah yeah the movie also has like 20 convertibles in it. Yeah. And uh, for kind of just gratuitously. It's great. Yeah. And then I, yeah, love, I love it. <laughs> one of <laughs> like my favorite that co- plane where like four of them fall out. Right. Just because oh, just so yeah. we can see a, a, a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, whatever it is, like like vertically in like a rice paddy at the end oh, of the film. Man. Yeah. And then at the beginning, the North Koreans, they just happen to have like five sports cars. Right. Pulled he, up in the DMZ. Yeah. And he blows like two of them up. Yeah. It's great. It's James Bond fights the entire North Korean army in that scene. Yeah. Just by himself. I love. It's great. We haven't talked about his invisible car, which they explain as best as possible, which doesn't. The invisibility part doesn't really play much into it. Not at all. Except the one scene where I really liked where he uses the car to stalk a henchman. From like three feet away, he just like slowly rolls right. the car behind he dr- him. Yeah, he follows them to the, to and the like, fake diamond There's mine. no way the engine yeah, can't hear that right. happening. It's not a Prius. <laughs> right. The engine is like a V16 or yeah. whatever. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> you would hear yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Like the only time he uses it is when, because he's in that, when in the big car chase across the ice field, it ends up in the ice palace uh, when he's chasing the henchman that has diamonds in his face. Um, like Who the he henchman, murders via chandelier. He yeah. does. It's great. The henchman has like thermal glasses. Oh yeah. So he sees the <laughs> invisible really car instantly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great it's idea. Like, why does he have thermal goggles? I don't know. It's specifically to see the invisible car. None of this matter. Yeah. So he he, ch- he gets into this big chase, and then the 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 the, sh- the climax is when they're in the ice palace and it's melting because he's using the uh, the bad guys using the space laser, and he's driving at Bond to ram him with the giant knife that's produced from the front of his car and bond uses his car special ability to drive up walls and then turn invisible the invisibility is irrelevant at that point i did notice that because it's just his you just dove out your it's 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 like a bullfight you you used his momentum against him you dove out of the way at the last second like the invisibility is pointless also he's got thermal goggles he can still see you Yep. Yeah, that's all true. Like <laughs> the invisibility <laughs> is like pointless. Maybe. Well, that's not that's not quite the climax. The climax is where he chases him with a laser, a satellite laser, while he's in that super. Well, I mean, the climax of that. Oh right, that yeah. scene, and yeah. then as he's driving out, he shoots a chandelier loose, and it very bloodily kills the man. Yeah, it... like it lands on oh, him, yeah. and then all this Jaws blood comes up out of <laughs> yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, that is not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> Well, yeah, because he's all, and that henchman, is, well, his name's Zhao. Zhao, yeah. And he's, he and Graves are both like uh, North Korean brothers or something, or, or they're, they're not, both from North Korea. Yeah, like. Or I, no, they're not brothers, just uh, they both work for the general who's Graves' dad. Yeah, right. Graves uh, is a colonel, and like Zhao is like his stick man or something. Like he's a wanted international terrorist. And so yeah. So he like sends him to assassinate people and stuff like that. And they make him like more advanced than the standard. Like in a lot of Bond movies, the main henchman would just be a big indestructible guy, like a 
like Stamper in Tomorrow Never Dies. Right. You know? right. But they make Zhao like another Bond. Like he has all these skills and gadgets and yeah. magic cars and stuff. I mean, he's got the the Bond henchman or Bond villain thing where he's like, He's got the diamonds in his face yeah. from an earlier explosion. Which was great because then yeah, How would you he's, take murdered, out, you know? he's murdered in the face by a diamond chandelier. Right. Yeah. Well, there's this, and he is kind of invincible because there's a scene when they, when they go to like the, the, the Caucasian creating facility where he's trying to get his face made into a white man. Um, is that, is it called like whitewash or something? Like, do they have some sort of, they call it like gene therapy. Yeah, yeah, gene yeah, therapy. yeah. yeah that's how uh, genes work. Yeah, that's, yeah, where that's Holly how Berry genes work. burns her that file, but the, doesn't which is, actually burn. <laughs> it doesn't burn <laughs> the part that identifies her. She lights the bomb on fire and just goes. Ah, it's and we fine. never learn why she did that. Yeah, that she is. went to that facility. She killed this guy that was in the like a, a head tech or researcher there burned a file with a bunch of her information in it that doesn't even completely burn her photograph or, or identification and then we never know why she did that we don't do it she's busy you know yeah what you do? she's also dressed like daredevil for most of this movie oh yeah for the last part she's wearing a daredevil <laughs> um, suit oh my god yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah in, in that scene Zhao runs through a window yeah like a second or third story window just through it when he's wearing nothing but hospital pants Right. He's like barefoot, bare chested. He's fine. Runs through this window, falls two or three stories, and just crash rolls up and continues running onto a helicopter. <laughs> Not a scratch on him. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty he, great. He should be like full, what's a character? Like Edward Scissorhands marked up, or like, yeah. or yeah. like Pinhead marked up like <laughs> yeah. by the end of the film. But right. he's, he just has those cosmetic seven diamond constellations. Right, thing, in his you know? face, which was another, yeah. I loved that part. You can't take him out, you know? What are you going to do? In the very beginning, when that happens, is because Bond is pretending to be a diamond salesman selling to <laughs> graves before right. he turns white. He's still the Korean colonel. And he places C4 in the bottom of this briefcase, briefcase holding the diamonds and then sets it off when nobody's around but like this guy that's appraising them. Yeah. Like, he murders right. that dude. And then like Zhao <laughs> takes some shrapnel. But like it's just some dude. Like he right. did That's look the like a threatening dude. Well, there. I'll give him this. He was in front of a firing squad in that scene, and I kind of saw in his face him just like, no, oh, I guess I have to do this now. Sorry, sorry, guy. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's just. I mean, that guy's just an hourly worker. Yeah, he's like, like collecting a salary right like, now. Bond report: I've eliminated one freelancer. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's not that helpful, man. <laughs> um, can we talk about the tsunami? Yes, uh, I would love to talk about the tsunami. This was which tsunami? Oh, the one he like uh, parasails on. Yeah, or whatever? yes, yeah. so great. It's an inf- oh uh, man. It's- now they set it up at the beginning of the film when he catches like six surf in North Korea, so <laughs> you know true. he can surf. Yeah, he is pretty gnarly. That's true. So much experience, and all of the sports. shots are practical effects, very realistic. Yeah, uh, you could really tell. Yeah, uh, you could really tell they, they did the really, work. Like they, uh, oh they dropped God. an they dropped an ice shelf into the ocean yeah. to uh, create that wave. Um, oh right. It's also a movie where characters laugh about global warming, which is like yeah. not chill even in 2002, I think. Right, like, yeah. It's well, like, yeah. Isn't that like the year An Inconvenient Truth came out? It was or either 2002 like, or 2004. It's, it's like right around there. Yeah. <laughs> that Inconvenient Truth came out. That, um... <laughs> That satellite, by the way, when he does the presentation to all the rich people. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a shot of it in space, and then it cuts back to the Ice Palace, and there's a screen, and I'm pretty sure they're watching the movie. 
Like the shot on the screen is just a shot of the satellite. And it's like, who is filming that? Yeah, where is that camera? <laughs> yeah. It's like that Spaceballs joke with yeah. the Mr. Replay or oh, whatever. Yeah. Or Mr. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he also, like, they, they all, like, ooh, and applaud and stuff. He never explains what the application of this satellite is. I think it's just, like, farming. <laughs> like, he was it's like, I can make like... it daytime. They're like, ooh. It's like, what, yeah. what would this... you use this for? He's a regular Norman Borlaug. You know, mm. <laughs> the crop science guy. Anyway, sure, fine. sure. That was that reference I did not get. Um, I apologize. No, 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 no. Perfect. Oh man. Yeah, well, I mean, There's... you guys seem pretty on board with this movie. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's very silly. It's really. It's definitely. I, I not appreciate the worst you movie we've watching it because I know. I know it's it's uh, uh, longy, but it, uh, it, it's you know? yeah, it's longish. Um, I, I wasn't. It, yeah. I wasn't not entertained for parts but some the action i would say the biggest problem i had with this movie was the set pieces for the action were great the execution i would like get bored it would either run a little long or it just wasn't filmed in an interesting enough way like that final plane battle thing i would like black out a little bit for it and then be like wait are they sword fighting how are they sword fighting on this plane there's a room full of swords on there's the plane. a room for right full of swords on the it's plane. like the second and third sword fight of the movie yeah <laughs> right it, it just so gets something a, uh, <laughs> it feels like it stepped a little back into cheesiness for bond since like at like it went backwards from golden eye there's the laser part where the henchman's gonna kill holly berry with a laser yeah and then james bond jumps in the ice totally fine with the frozen like the freezing ice and just like swims across and like takes like three minutes to get to Halle Berry and the the laser has gone like an inch yeah and it was like little things like that where it was like the execution <laughs> didn't quite work and they, they casually dismember that silly. guy yes they totally uh, they, they zap that I mean it was the back of the head and gonna happen well yeah but I mean they, oh, they've killed yeah. him and then it's like well we got to use his hand to get yeah that door open. You can drag his body yeah. the 10 feet to that thing, but it's like, no, let's turn the lasers back on and slice his arm off. <laughs> it had like a general, I want to say like a <laughs> 90s cheesiness where like like the VR glasses are like, yeah. they weren't even, they didn't even try to make those realistic. Um, yeah, they're just like shooting goggles. Everything looked very like almost fantasy to the point that like when Holly Berry is in the ice and he takes her out and revives her like he doesn't even perform correct cpr on her like or even try Man, he, he just, just like, a better kind yeah. holds her like a baby and pushes yeah. her chest a couple times and blows her in her mouth and then she like coughs a little and like there was just I, I mean i guess it's the tone they were going for but they're right they're it, all supposed it, to be like larger than life and yeah it kind of went over the top in a lot of places for yeah. me where they love Bond so much. They made the most over-the-top Bond movie. Yeah, ever. yeah, and the most and the most referential one. And uh, they just like it's a labor of love, you know. Also, can you feel stuff when you wear the VR glasses? It didn't seem like I it. Don't, I don't. How did any of that work? Because he's running around. Yeah. They never explain. Okay, it's I, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, they I, I, they had just like heard about VR. <laughs> so right. Put it in the movie. Let's put this in the movie. <laughs> Be yeah. current. Yeah, or yeah, they nailed those teens that eighteen to twenty four <laughs> demo. Yeah, they they made like a very deeply nineties movie and put it out the year after nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, which right. is a, an enormous mistake. 
but now it's like kind of fine you know yeah it's like we're not uh, right then you know yeah it's not it definitely doesn't seem as dumb as i was expecting it to be yeah. um i was expecting it to be like uh, i can't even think of a good analog right now <laughs> but just like well, a I, profoundly silly movie that they were like okay we need to rethink bond now um, well, not to I I I don't know how to react. It, especially in the Ice Palace Club, it reminded me of Batman and Robin a little bit, but it's less dumb than that. It's movie. less yes. dumb than Batman and Robin, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it has this like very '90s feel, and it's just it, again, it's it seems like they just put too much in it. It's like there's too like the bad guy also can't sleep. <laughs> yeah, there was a, like yeah. that's his superpower. <laughs> Like the previous it's film, great. we had the Robert Carlyle couldn't feel pain. I'm like, oh, that's neat. <laughs> they established And then this that. one is like, I can't sleep. It's like that. <laughs> that sounds awful. Like, they what if they just that. like? What if they just like keep r- removing things the brain does? Right. Like, the yeah. next guy doesn't have object permanence, and he's like right. confused all the time. You know, like. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> they established that. I'm colorblind. That. Or they're just like yeah. dumb. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a brain thing i apologize uh <laughs> but they established that from a reporter walking up to him and going is it true you don't sleep and like and they reference it a few more real, times that but was yeah, some like, real rough exposition oh yeah and that scene where he like he parachutes down because i First was of like all, i thought like what a bad reporter what a bad question to ask someone they're all bad because it's all exposition in that scene right but like it, the weird thing is they start that sequence off with bond in a in a british airways air, airplane and then it cuts to all these people on the Jump. ground looking up. Yes. And like, I think your guy's late. And Rosamund Pike's like, no, he's right on time. And it cuts back to a man parachuting out of an airplane. I thought it was Bond. Me too. And then they're playing London Why? Because of the Union Jack parachute? Yeah. Did that make you think it would the be? The Union Jack parachute? The fact that right before, the last thing we saw yeah. right before that was yeah. Bond in an airplane? Were they trying to make us think it was Bond or something? Ma- maybe. Because it was, it seemed like it was Bond. Like, I, I got to lay low now. And then yeah. it just cuts to that. Well, every time. Reporters. Like, he never used... He never uses an alias. Like, he's the one who blows his <laughs> yeah. own cover all the time. Yeah, and not just this movie. Yeah. Like yeah. Just Bond movies. They maintain the tradition of no spycraft. That's right. the best. Right, he just wanders. <laughs> like, Rosamund Pike actually has, like, a pretty self-aware evaluation of what the character James Bond is when, when, she's, when we first learn that she's actually an MI6 agent. She sits down and talks to M, and she's like, he's a blunt instrument. All he does is antagonize people into fights. Yeah. Like he doesn't <laughs> yeah. do espionage or spy work at all. He just he he just aggravates situations and throws people into conflicts. And it's like, yes, that's exactly what he does. He's a she's an MI six agent that is a traitor. Yeah, she turns out to be a traitor. And I yeah. liked the moment where Bond found out she was a traitor and, and he just immediately starts firing his gun at her face. Yeah. And she'd take the clip out. Her, not the bad guy he's yes. been chasing. Her. her. Right. He was very upset. Yeah. Well, because also I am told if you're someone who's familiar with guns, you can, especially a handgun, you can tell if it doesn't have any bullets in it. Like it's right. a lot lighter and he just doesn't figure it out the entire time he's carrying it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> really good. He's, he's a very dumb man. <laughs> really exciting. I don't know. We see a scene earlier where he's cleaning his gun in the VR thing and that did not look like someone who knew how to clean a gun. Too. I don't think he knows. Like I'm... I, I don't think Bond's I'm ever disappointed. He just throws his gun when yeah. he's done with it and gets a new <laughs> gets gun. Gets a new one. Good I think him. I was disappointed in the film in presenting to us that bond was good at fencing why would he be good at fencing right he seemed good i mean or the stuntman they got to do it right because we had like they introduce rosamund pike as being in the olympics as a fencer like she won a gold medal and then it's like she's been training gustav graves and we see them fight and he's like 
you know, she beats him, but he's like holding his own against her. Yeah. And it's like, and then Bond, who we've never seen use a sword before, I don't believe. <laughs> Unless it's just like immediately stabbing someone. We've never seen Bond in a sword fight. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I. It's not like his go-to for sure. It's not like a trait. Right. Why is he? It's good like at how it? he can just like fly and drive everything. Like he's just like knows how to use a sword at yeah. an Olympic level. It's fine. I think it's cool. early sure. two thousand action. Because sure. again, they were like, we need to have him do extreme sports in this. There's a lot of extreme. It wasn't There's enough the to spare. skydive. They had to get in the switchblades and yeah. like fly. Yeah. For some reason, <laughs> where it's like base jumping almost. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of X Games. <laughs> yeah, it was very oh, yeah. X Games. And I feel yeah. like this. Like they saw triple X, and they were like, we got to get to him. Yeah, Pierce doing some of this shit. I feel like older James Bond would really benefit from not that, from more brawly style fighting, from a more like Harrison Ford type yeah. fighting. Oh yeah, um, and yeah, less. Totally. Let's have him surf and sword fight and flip around, right? Because like, every time they cut to the the shots of Pierce Brosnan, yeah. the close up, like that man did not do that. Like, yeah, well, he's running down. The my favorite one is when he runs down the ice palace on the on the rope, right? Because the, yeah. the the shot is so clearly not Pierce Bros, and it's a guy in a wig, like an obvious <laughs> wig. Um, yeah, this this is the kind of movie where they're like, okay, a bunch of Bond movies existed with car chases. We'll have a chase where it's a land speed record vehicle being chased by a laser. Right. Like, that's how. Yeah. That's how we're. That's we. That's it, our next. And move. then it ends up in him parasailing <laughs> like, across a tsunami. Right, right. <laughs> and then clotheslining a random man who just happened to be driving around <laughs> on a snowmobile. Right. Was that man associated I, I, with the I wrote down and... convenient snowmobile. <laughs> it was very exciting. Also He's just like, suddenly there on the other side of this ocean. He never established if he was a henchman, so no. Bond could have consumed him. I didn't just see a single him. henchman on a snowmobile. Yeah. Yeah, Bond I think he was just, just a guy visiting ice <laughs> He's <slips. laughs> just a guy. <laughs> Seriously, like he just attacked oh, no. a man and stole his snowmobile. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he, that man might have died. He could, he could have. Yeah, if, if Bond just left him out there in the elements and took yeah. his only With means like of conveyance, a neck and head injury. Yeah, yeah, he, he very, very hardly oh, yeah. clotheslines him with his, uh, with he, his parachute. He probably died. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that guy's yeah. dead. <laughs> that guy's dead. Bond is dangerous. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to wanted to bring up. Um, yeah, I mean the last two scenes are not that defensible. Okay. Money, Penny, Fantasy, and then like the last uh, romantic bond jinx, and then oh, it's yeah. just the end of the film. God. That's part of why the reputation is so bad because like it was a bad taste, you know, at the end. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, there was Madonna, I, Madonna's theme, not good. It's uh, not a good. Theme. A lot of the dialogue, maybe not that great. But, but it's it's like an oops, all bonds. Like it's all of the <laughs> every everyone in it is a bond. Every bond thing is in it. Right. All at once. That's true. Very, it's like a true. celebration. Yeah. yeah. I do agree with you. Like again, when you were rating the Daniel Craig ones, like in the last what twenty years, it's not the worst Bond. Yeah, which I was, um, uh, which is like surprising. I think. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like yeah. I like I said, I was definitely expecting it to be worse than it was. <laughs> And it's it's not it's like fine. And I it, mean, there yeah, is it's, definitely it's dumb. It's his late period rough one. And yeah, they yeah. pretty much all have those. And oh yeah, there definitely yeah. is a context of like because yeah, I remember seeing this in theaters. Yeah, it was very much post nine eleven. Like yeah, I I saw it with yeah. my mom, and it's that thing of like I've never been too into Bond movies, but you only get one every few years. So it's like, oh, it's the Bond movie. And then you yeah. watch this and we just left and didn't talk about it um, ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just that thing of like, I could see waiting for a Bond movie and being excited and seeing trailers and then seeing this would sting a lot more than just watching it now. You know? Yeah. Um, watching this profoundly silly movie. Yeah. Um, 
I had that feeling with the world is not enough. Like after like that, it, I mean that ends with a really gross Christmas. I thought Christmas only comes once a year. It's like oh my oh, god, right. <laughs> that's so Man. bad. Like first you're trying to tell us that Denise Richards is like a physicist, oh, and on top of that, her name is Christmas Jones. Like, get the fuck <laughs> out of my face, <laughs> movie. Yeah, I I mean if I sat down and made a spreadsheet of like Bond film batting averages in terms of uh, naming women uh, effectively. Uh, pr- probably not an amazing batting average. Yeah, they're pretty yeah, low. Uh, probably feel... not good. <laughs> they tend not to be named like something normal. They name them like they're not humans. Yeah. Like that they're pets. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like a carryover from like the pets. novels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they gotten better about that in the Craig ones? I don't know. I, a little bit. Yeah, the Craig ones are pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. I think they learned that. Like, uh, I like the yeah, Craig Yeah, maybe ones. all of the Craig ones, actually. Yeah. Pretty, except, like, I think uh, uh, Quantum of Solace, Gemma Arterton's, like, a disposable Bond girl, and mm-hmm. they do a reference to Goldfinger, where she's covered in oil instead when she's dead. Right. Oh, uh, and I think she has some kind of gross name, maybe. Yeah, That's maybe. the only one I can think of. Um, the, yeah. The fact I mean, that this series had the gall to name a character Pussy Galore. Yeah, that's a hell of a thing. In the 60s, and it's just there now. Which is why I appreciate <laughs> yeah. the Daniel Craig ones. I do think, this is why I like Die Another Day. It's like a palate cleanser from the, the Daniel Craig ones. But the idea of like, okay, let's make a grounded bond. And then you, if you start thinking that way, it's like, okay, well, he's going to have to be a maniac. Um, yeah. He's going to drown someone in a sink. <laughs> he's going to be fucking out of his mind. He's going to treat women like shit. He's yeah. going to be an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, and they did that. They throw that and, joke and die another day when when he's on the bed yes. and they're looking at his organs and like his liver's in bad shape, but that's him. Womp, yeah. womp. And then it ends. It's like, we need to know somebody should talk to him about that. Like, yeah. Right. A doctor needs to sit down and have a discussion with which him. Spectre is... handles that. Like Spectre talks about that, which oh, wow. I thought was interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I love that thing you guys thought of earlier too, of like just needing to have a long film about like, you've been stung by a scorpion 10,000 times. Yeah. yeah. And here's counseling, here's therapy, here's physical therapy, here's yeah. detox. Uh, and like, don't become Scorpion Man or whatever right, in yeah, like your yeah, trauma. Don't, like, don't turn your trauma into that, a weapon against your, the villains yeah. of Gotham. <laughs> also, also, real quick, Gemma Arterton is named Strawberry Fields in Quantum oh. Solace, mm. so they blow it there. Okay. Not great. That's not great. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> they could <strike>. almost <laughs> yeah, writer strike. Writer strike I would yeah. say like <laughs> Pussy Galore is one thing. The, some of those like Strawberry Fields, she could just be like, yeah, my parents were really into drugs in the seventies, and like. Like I could see right, there's a generation. Right. You could do like millennial names, like like a Katniss, like Pond in uh, like ten years will be uh, oh, right, screwing right. around with a Katniss. Mm. Well, I do. You I want to say in Quantum, that, like she she. I want to say I remember it because she says her name Strawberry Fields, and he does some kind of look or line about it, like woo, like delicious yeah, right. or some kind of like yeah. dumb thing. You know, <laughs> uh, that's not even the correct response. You're like that's a that's a song, like. Yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't say delicious. You'd say that's a that's a song, right? <laughs> like, he, he's like, I've been to that John Lennon memorial. Like, right, it's yeah. like really sad. It's like, uh, it, no, <laughs> that's what the Central Park thing's called. Uh, it's 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 like in almost famous. You know, Kate Hudson's character is Penny Lane, right? And it's like if right, if he heard yeah. the name Penny Lane and he said something like "Waiting for the penny to drop," and it's like, no, that's yeah. a song. <laughs> Like that's not where you would go unless you're a lunatic. <laughs> that line was is. like legitimately bod level. Like yeah, that, was, that would that be was, something you would say. Yeah, that would be. That a, was that pretty would, good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like I it's write not the bond good, but it's something he would say. Right, you know? that is, it's like, very yeah. on brand for Bond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking Bond. Yeah. Uh, what uh, a wacky <laughs> character. Dr. Goodhead, there's another one. There's a one yes. named Dr. Goodhead? Dr. Goodhead. It's Dr. Goodhead. Well, and uh, uh, Plenty O'Toole. Why? How are they getting away with? How are there this many of these movies? I think um, many of them, especially in the Connery years, are directly from the novels. Okay, yeah, they're directly Ian Fleming's. They're just such silly movies. Uh, But other ones are are just yeah, like they just went for it. (laughs) I feel like I mean, what was Jane? What was was Jane Seymour? Solitaire was that her? Yeah, Solitaire. Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah, Yeah. that's like a cool. I I wouldn't mind meaning yeah, (laughs) solitaire. Solitaire. Call me solitaire. Sweet. The yeah, name's Solitaire. Cool. It's better than Dr. Goodhead. <laughs> <Or> Christmas Jones. <laughs> Christmas the Jones. hell out of my face. My name's Solitaire. Solitaire Goodhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you ruined it. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Oh, man. So, um, yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I, I, feel like, I feel like I've said what I need to say about this movie. Yeah, it's not in, in terms of bad movies and also in terms of you know bad movies that we've had on this podcast this is definitely not the worst yeah. alex it's just any final thoughts yeah it's uh you know pierce brosnan uh has a lifetime pass from this guy and uh <laughs> this movie's pretty good <laughs> fair enough all right yeah it's fine i ain't gonna fight you on this no no yeah uh, well, <laughs> thanks for coming on alex oh, yeah uh, yeah I'm where just... can we <laughs> You're welcome, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you. Uh, where can we find you? What do you got to plug? Uh, just uh, my website is alexschmidty.com, and there's show dates and stuff there. Cool. Oh, right on. All right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks Appreciate for listening. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you guys for having me. This is, a, this is a very fun show. I was joking before about thinking it's a good movie podcast. It's a great time. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to be on it. Well, thanks. All right. Say goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.